This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Gimme the Hogs Chuck! Man, I just thought Arkansas had a terrible day at the office. At the end of the day, just about everything that could go wrong went wrong. And when you look back at it, and you really put a lens on what happened Saturday and then what led up to the ball game on Saturday, Arkansas really kind of faced a perfect storm as the way it turned out. First off, your starting quarterback can't play. The one player that every defense, every defensive coordinator has to account for, has to game plan around, that guy didn't play. And for better or worse, K.J. Jefferson is the leader of this football team. And when you don't have your leader out there, things are different. And it felt different right off the bat in the football game. Now, Mississippi State is hitting their stride right now. And I think that's the biggest thing, quite frankly, that we got out of the day yesterday, is Mississippi State is really a good football team. When they play Alabama – I'm going to watch that game. And if I can't watch it live, I'm going to tape it and watch it later. Because Bryce Young will be back then. And you're going to have a battle between what may very well be the two best quarterbacks in the Southeastern Conference. That's going to be a heck of a game. Mississippi State is a more physical football team than they've been before. Arkansas ran the same type defense, you know, from a general perspective. Arkansas ran the same type defense this year that they ran last year and that they ran the year before against Mississippi State. Same general principles, not exactly the same, but generally speaking, a similar defense to what they ran the last two years. And it worked and they won. Didn't work this time around. But I give Mississippi State the credit for that because they took advantage of Arkansas's weaknesses And Arkansas is secondary right now. I mean, it is so decimated. It was decimated going into the game yesterday, and then they lost two more players in the first half. So they were able to take advantage of that. I know what Arkansas's plan was going into the game. 
Their plan was to run the football with Rocket Sanders and throw off of that with Cade Fortin, play Malik Hornsby some, try to control the football, and keep the momentum out of the opposition's head or hands or however you want to describe it. Problem was it didn't work. Mississippi State stopped the run. Sam Pittman said after the game, all the pressure was coming from up the middle. We couldn't run the ball. So they put Hornsby in. Hornsby right away gave him some speed on the edge, injected life into the offense, made you feel like there was a chance to score. The problem was Mississippi State was already in control of the ball game. Malik Hornsby made some great plays, and he did inject some life into the offense, and Arkansas did come back and at least make it a ball game. But Mississippi State was always in control. That's a good team. And the difference is, and they knew this going in, was that Mississippi State can run the ball now. That's why they're good. That's what's made them a contender. And right now, you know, you watch what they've done the last two weekends or you look at what they've done the last two weekends, they dismantled Texas A&M. And they dismantled Arkansas. They controlled the thing from start to finish. Give them credit. They're a good team. They're the second-best team in the West right now. They may be the best team in the West right now. We'll find that out as we go along. They stubbed their toe at LSU, and I don't know what happened down there because LSU was certainly not that team yesterday when they lost to Tennessee. But Mississippi State's good. Arkansas is reeling right now. they got to get K.J. back. Uh, they got to get some of these guys in the secondary back. And the reality is, I mean, let's be honest. When you're switching a wide receiver like Mbake, when you're switching a guy that can't hit the depth chart really on the wide receiver column, but he can go over to the secondary and is immediately on the depth chart, and I know he didn't play, but, you know, that's kind of where you are. I mean, if you can play a little secondary right <clears throat> pardon me, if you can play a little secondary right now, you can get on the two deep. And that's that's obviously got to get better, but it's not like you can go out and sign free agents in the pros. And that's just kind of where they are right now. I know that's a long way to start, maybe not the best way to start, but it's a new week, and that's the reality. Uh, they're a 3-3 three and three football team right now, and they've got a big one coming up this Saturday out in Provo, Utah. We're glad you're with us as we begin the new week. I know everybody would like it to start on a, on a better note. I do want to say we're thankful that we're brought to you today, that we're presented every day by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. When I talk about Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, I speak from personal experience. You know, to me, when I needed to sell a house, um, I wanted someone that, first off, uh, knew where the customers were. And then I wanted someone who could make it happen in a hurry because I was in a position that a lot of people are in. I needed to sell. I needed to move. And they got that done for me in a timely fashion. When it came time to buy a home, first home I bought, I went through them. And I can tell you my experience has been terrific, and I think yours will be too. Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. You can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. They've got offices in Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They're even in Branson, Missouri now. You'll see their yellow signs all over town. Can't miss those. And, again, you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. Well, it's time to recap Saturday. 
Clay Henry's going to join us. In fact, we're going to talk hogs with Clay right now. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code HTL at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Well, we are pleased to welcome in Clay Henry as we provide, I guess, what could be called a post-mortem on Saturday. Clay, I thought, and I said this at the beginning of the podcast a minute ago, you know, Bumper Pool after the ball game said it just seemed like from the jump, as he put it, we were on our heels, and I felt that way watching the game. I mean, just right off the bat, you could tell Mississippi State was going to control the day. Well, they did, and they did it with their offense, their defense, and special teams, and uh, they looked like a top 25 team, and Arkansas looked like a team that was just missing something, and you can you can say they were missing a lot, uh, but I just go back to preseason. All the things that I wrote about it started with number one, number one on offense, number one on defense. KJ Jefferson and Jalen Catalan; those those are the the engines of this team, and they were the guys that you expect to give some spark. Now, they're not there, and when they're not, somebody else has to. And there were just a few spots in the game that they could have used a spark, an interception in the end zone, a big play on the goal line, um, you know, that would made it a game. I'm not saying that it would have made Arkansas the victor, but it would have made it a game. And when you're on the road, that's, Against the top twenty-five team, that's all you can ask. But they they got they've got to figure out how to get that spark to ignite this team, and that that's that obviously is missing right now. It sounds like KJ is going to be back for the Brigham Young game. Um, don't know that absolutely, but that's certainly the plan. You know, he's he's the leader of the team. I mean, he's the one that they follow. And I'm not just talking about the guys on offense. I'm talking about the whole team. And when your leader can't go, I mean, you can say all the right things. It's kind of like playing for an interim coach maybe. You can say all the right things, but it's different when your leader's not there. Yeah, and, and Chuck, it's it's different for both teams. And if, if you're Mississippi State and you look out there and it's like, you know, he doesn't have his helmet on, and he's not going to play. That that's that's blood in the water, and they, they know that. And, and it, it's it's kind of like that's a little bit more confidence, and they know what kind of player he is, and so that's a that's a lift for one team and and a blow to the other. And 
you know, in, when you get in the red zone, you, you've got to you've got to score. And when you're down on the goal line, your best weapon is is a guy that's been there before and looks around and recognizes, you know, when they've got a play that's going to work and when they, they they've got a you know a play that that's not going to work against the defense. And when they're on the goal line and that guy walks up off the edge that's supposed to be in coverage and he hits your guy three yards in the backfield, you, you've got to recognize that that guy's coming. And that that's not easy to do, to learn and react when that shot clock or that play clock's winding down. And that was a big play in the game. And that's, you know that's what you run into when you've got a new guy playing quarterback on the road. In the, and I let's be honest, it ain't easy with all those cowbells ringing to change a play down there on the goal line. You know, and and we just or I discussed this a little bit earlier as I opened the podcast. I mean, the plan was to run the ball, and Coach Pittman said this after the game. The plan was to hand the ball to the running back, run the football, have Fortin throw off of that and then mix in Hornsby here and there. But to me, when I look at Mississippi State now, on both sides of the ball, they're a legitimate SEC football team in terms of the way they play at the line of scrimmage. They've got and have had a lot of the other ingredients, but they've never been good at the line of scrimmage, at least not elite at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, that to me, the way they ran the ball and the way they stopped the run – that's not necessarily the cornerstone that you think of with a Mike Leach program, but to me, that's the difference in their team right now. Yeah, I, you're right. And the, you know, their defensive front is is good. And you know, Sam said that going in. You know, and you 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 do want to run the ball and you want to control the clock, especially if you know KJ's not out there. And in the, in the other part about. The, you want to protect your defensive secondary from that throwing game, uh, but let's be honest—you got to be effective in the passing game so that the other team, you know, they can't just walk their safeties up there and, and smack you in the mouth. I saw safeties making plays on running backs, and you know they might not have been the first guy there, but they were the second guy there, and and they they weren't afraid of the pass. And, um, you know, it, it's it, – I've never seen an Arkansas team that couldn't get by without some semblance of a passing game. And I, I just didn't see enough of that uh, sharp passing. And, and I, you, know, I'm, you know, we can say what we want to, but Hornsby's not a polished passer, and that, that makes it tough. Now, he did make some plays. And he looked like Quinn Grovey out there on some of those plays. And that that's, you know, that's a different aspect that you don't have with Fortin. But I understand, you know, why, you know, sometimes you're a little bit nervous about Hornsby. He did have some turnovers. And I'm sure that's, you know, if you throw it to the wrong team in practice, it's, it's, it's hard to start you. Um, but I, you know, if, I think going forward, he's going to play more if KJ's not out there because he does have some, He's got some electricity about what he can do with his feet. You talked about the goal line plays a minute ago, and and the point about you know your starting quarterback not being in there is is absolutely valid, and and that's the uh, um, you know that is the spot where you think about your leader being there. 
you know, when you look at the stat sheet after the ball game and you look at what Arkansas did on fourth down and you look at what Mississippi State did on fourth down, I mean, particularly in the first half, I mean, if Mississippi State didn't make it on third down, they were going to go for it on fourth down because field position allowed them to do that. And, um, you know, that's a that's a stat at the end of the ball game that those, you know, five, ten plays right there had an awful lot to do with the way it turned out. Yeah, and – and I, I, you know, Rogers knew what he was doing on fourth down, and he, you know, he was able to read and, and get him in the right place. And I'm sure that he has ability to check, and that's that's what a you know a veteran quarterback can can do for you. And you know, the game slows down, and we've heard that, and I've heard it a million times from from Quinn. And uh, but but that's right. The but it but it comes down to if you're if you're playing on the other end of the field, you don't go for those fourth downs. So you, you've got to, you know, you've got to get the chains flipped there. And that comes from offensive execution where you turn the, the field over and you're always making the other team go from, from deep. Um, you know, that, that, that is the big part of the game. And you, you look at those plays and then the turnovers. And when I say the turnovers – that's a big fat zero that Mississippi State had, and I don't know how many weeks in a row that is, but they've got to. I mean, just watching Alabama and Texas A&M. Well, how did Texas A&M stay in the game with Alabama? And they got three turnovers. And that you know, Texas A&M's not as good as Alabama, but if you play turnover free and you get three turnovers, that's a recipe for a road upset. Well, Arkansas didn't do that yesterday. And they were close. And so, what has to happen when you when Rogers makes one or two mistakes? That's all he's going to make in a game. You've got to take advantage of those. And if you'll remember, the last time Arkansas was down, that was a different quarterback. Costello, I think, is his name. Right. Uh, I think Greg Brooks ran one about ninety yards. In mm. uh, that flip, that game. And Mississippi State was was piling up yards, but you get a pick six all at once, it changes things. So you're right, the fourth down plays were big, but somewhere in there you've got to force some turnovers. And I'm sure that that's what they're talking about uh, at Arkansas now, winning a few more plays, winning a big play, and their guys that are in position to make a play, they got to make them. I don't doubt for one single second the ability of Sam Pittman and this coaching staff to keep the locker room together, so to speak. I don't have any doubt about that. I do wonder, though, from a psychological standpoint, there have been certain moments. You know, I think about – and there's just no way around it. I know what fans are pointing back to. They're pointing back to that fumble in the A&M ball game that just kind of changed everything. Yeah. As we yeah. move forward, and I and, still remember it. Chuck. Um, I do wonder, from a psychological <laughs> standpoint, how this team moves forward after the disappointment of three straight losses. Yeah, I go back to, and I think that the constant that they have established in that locker room is that they go to work, and um, you know, it, it's that, that's what they preach, and it's a blue collar mentality, and that's what they'll hang their hat on. Uh, this week that they're going back to work. Now, you've got an open day after this week, but I 
thought all along that the Brigham Young game was a big one. Uh, it was a big game, and Brigham Young, uh, they look like they, uh, when they face teams that can line up and run the ball, they've struggled. And you know, I, I think Arkansas will have some advantages there just on the line of scrimmage. Um, offensively, they, they'll have an advantage. Now, can they get to their passer? And that's what they have to uh, establish. And if you look yesterday, they decided to defend. They didn't rush. They played three up front and dropped. And, and that's out of respect of what Rodgers can do. You know, the old coaches have always told me, the good quarterbacks you defend, the ones that you don't respect, you attack. And, you know, try to force them to make mistakes. I just wonder if, if we'll see some, you know, a little more pressure, a little more uh, attempt to move uh, the quarterback and, and, and force some turnovers. Uh, they, they, they didn't have a sack yesterday, and that might be the first time they've done that this year. And they only had two hurries. And that, that has to change. You can't let uh, a quarterback have that much time. So, uh, but the mentality, I get it, what you're talking about. And that's the delicate balance that you have to know when you, when you put the steam on them in practice or when you back off so that your team is fresh and that they're also mentally ready to go. So uh, that, that's the, the big question. Fans are down, and you know, I, I sense that in the gathering I was at. Saturday night it's in a big group and the fans were really really down and depressed and you know thinking this season's over I don't think that's where this team is but Chuck you're right it's a it's a delicate time in the season the flip side to that is you do have the reminder of what you did last year down the stretch you do have once you get through this open day You've got tough ball games, but you've got some winnable ball games. And I'd even lump the BYU game in with that. Um, you know, you hesitate to say the most difficult part of the season is over because you don't know that moving forward. And certainly given their physical situation, I don't know that, you know, you can you can think about anything, you know, real in terms of a run without getting some of these guys back. But, you know, there are games when you look back, Alabama, now Mississippi State, and you know, you realize we've played some pretty good teams and there's some teams out there that are really good but may not be quite as good as that. Um, there is the promise that, you know, at least moving forward, you've got some games that can still salvage all this. I always say you don't know any game matchup until you get in that week. And it's who's got their guys. And you're right. Arkansas has got to get some guys back. They, they've got to get K.J. back. And Slusher's one of their better Miles Slusher. Uh, you know they 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 should get him back at some point. Um, and you you got to have your guys, and you 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 really got to have KJ. And I I would think that that will inspire the team as much as anything, knowing that that your guys is is back to to take those snaps. And they're going. They need to lean on this this veteran offensive line, and uh, I suspect that that you know they'll they'll do that. And I I like what they have running back. 
They've got to continue to develop some of these receivers. I, I was encouraged by what I saw from, from Bryce Stevens. Bryce Stevens and, and Katron Jackson are kind of the future of that position. you got those transfers, but those two, I think, you know, came to Arkansas because they wanted to be Razorbacks and play for Sam Pittman. And I, I think they might be, you know, a big key to this stretch run in that where they they've got to get that passing game going where it helps the running game. And then they then they'll be tough to stop. Um defensively, pressure on the quarterback, offensively a little more polish in the passing game. That to me that's the answer uh where they've got to go and to win uh and let's be honest right now Get bowl eligible. That's the first goal. And that's how they did it last year. They didn't talk about winning nine. They talk about getting bowl eligible. You know, all those B's that they had lined up. That first one, bowl eligible. So they got three. They need three more. Then you can talk about other goals. Clay, as always, it's great to wrap up a ball game with you. It's great to talk to you. I appreciate you making time for us. Thank you, Chuck. I appreciate you asking. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. Our thanks again to Clay Henry for wrapping up the ball game on Saturday, looking ahead to the new week. I want to go back to a couple of things he was talking about there as we close it out today. Clearly, Arkansas played without K.J. on Saturday. We think he's going to play this week. You never really know. But look at that Alabama-Texas A&M game on Saturday night. Look at the difference in Alabama, even, when their starting quarterback doesn't play. Now, this is the same Texas A&M team that Arkansas beat everywhere but on the scoreboard. This is the same Texas A&M team that Mississippi State just dismantled. Last weekend down in Starkville, they beat Miss or pardon me, they beat Texas A and M, kind of like the way they beat the Razorbacks. I mean, it was thorough. A and M scored at the end. I think it was forty-two to seventeen, and A and M finally scored. And in that ball game, they lost their quarterback. They lost their starting quarterback. They'd made the decision to go with Max Johnson, and I think after watching Haynes King some, we know why. Uh, but they made the decision to go with Max Johnson. He got knocked out of the ball game, out for the season. Alabama plays without Bryce Young. It was a competitive game. It was a close game. If you watched it, and I know a lot of people did, it's fun to watch. One of those few nights when, you know, maybe deep down inside you were trying to find a way to pull for A&M. It's fun to watch Alabama lose. But you look at both those teams, particularly Alabama, how everything changes when your leader's not out there. Alabama's not the same team without Bryce Young on the field. And it's not just game. It's not just in the way the offense runs. It's in everything. When your leader's not out there, it affects everything. All three of these teams that we're talking about, the Aggies, the Crimson Tide, and the Razorbacks, they all played without their starting quarterback. 
on Saturday night. One of the things that I think we're seeing happening in college football, and I think it's one of the things that, that, that brings injuries more into play for quarterbacks, is teams want the same type of quarterback that the Razorbacks have in K.J. Jefferson, that Alabama has in Bryce Young, that Tennessee has in Hendon Hooker, that LSU's trying to develop with the Daniels kid. Everybody wants that type quarterback because they force the defense to plan around that position all week long and account for it, even in the running game. But those guys get hit. Those guys take blows. I mean, even Hornsby, in the short time he was in the ballgame Saturday, took a blow. They had to go to the tent, check him out, and make sure everything was okay. I mean, when you have that type player playing at that position, and when you ask him to do the things that they ask them to do, they're going to take shots. They're going to take shots. I'm going to be interested to see as we move through the next you know, phase of offense in college football. And there's always a phase. It's a 10-, 15-year phase. And then something else comes along. We're in the RPO phase right now. We're in the running quarterback phase. We're in the phase where you need a guy that can do both. Um, that certainly makes it great. We've gone through phases where the drop back pass was king. You know, we hearken back to the to the days of, you know, the Bobby Petrino era here when Arkansas seemingly scored at will. They didn't have a running quarterback then. Tyler Wilson couldn't run a lick. Neither could Ryan Mallett. I mean, they were willing. They were willing runners. But that was really not part of your offense. Um, now it's a part of everybody's offense. And you've got to have a guy who can do both. You've got to have a guy who is effective at both, who can run, who can change a game with his legs, but can also throw accurately all over the field, make the defense defend the passing game all over the field. That's the type quarterback everybody's looking for. But that's also the type quarterback that gets hurt. And you better have somebody that can step in and pilot the ship. I thought Clay's point about defensive coordinators was pretty good a minute ago. If there's a guy you respect, you drop back. If there's a guy you don't respect, you go attack him, make him make a decision, hope that he'll mess up because a lot of times they will. I thought Milrow played well for Alabama last night, managed the game well, but even so, Alabama is just a shell of themselves offensively without their leader. Arkansas was a shell of themselves without their leader on offense yesterday, and they've been a shell of themselves defensively for a while now without Catalan. Other guys, it's easy to say other guys have to step up, but there's a reason those guys are the leaders, and it's because their play on the field has not only uh, reflected their abilities, but it's also reflected their ability to, to lift other guys up around them. Arkansas has got a lot to overcome. Uh, they've got a week before they go to Brigham Young. Less than a week now, obviously. They've got to travel on Friday and play on Saturday. The worth of the season is still to be determined. You know, we all have a tendency as fans to want to determine the worth of the season today. But the worth of the season is still to be determined. They've played the first half of the schedule. They've split them. They did so in pretty impressive style the first three ball games. Last three, not so much. They've got a winnable ball game this week, and they've got winnable ball games down the stretch. The worth of the season is still to be determined. But obviously health and uh, things of that nature are going to play a role in it. First order of business is getting KJ back, and it sounds like that's going to happen this week. All right, we're glad you've joined us today. We thank Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, for making all this possible. 
We want to remind you to download, if you would, the Hit That Line podcast network. That'll allow you not only to listen to this podcast, but all of the great podcasts on the Hit That Line network. Like us on Facebook, if you would. We'll be back Wednesday. Hope you will be, too. Till then, thanks for listening. Give me an H. Give me an O. Give me a G. Give me an S. What's that spell? Give me the hug. Chuck. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.